What's up, y'all? It's Michelle. Hey, it's Brie, and you're listening to the True Rules Podcast. A podcast for the not-so-perfect woman and mom. Where's Sydney? She was just screaming. Um, Mark is feeding her, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Why has my girl been screaming? Yo, yesterday she was doing so good. She was quiet. She was alert. She shitted normally with a few strains, but she didn't cry. (laughs) And then what happened? Once it hit, like, fucking one o'clock... Oh. Yeah, I think at nighttime something happens. To oh, the devil comes inside their body. <laughs> something that says, turn it up on these bitches. Yo, that was scary. Like, Law, let me knock on wood, but he doesn't really like cry at night, but he loves to be awake at night. This, like, that was Sydney three weeks ago. For the first three yeah. weeks of life, she was just like that, quiet, went to sleep no, right away. but my, he's not quiet. So. He's not quiet at all. <laughs> he just doesn't cry. Like, he'll cry. If he's crying, he he's only hungry. Yeah. But he makes a lot of noise, and he's very active. What? He's just like how I told y'all. Like, I'm like, he's not going to be like Sydney. Like, when Sydney was so quiet and, like... I knew that wasn't my kid. And he makes so much noise all the time. But it's not He's loud. He grunts. Ask my mom. I'm going to record him. Because it's almost... It's like... He makes us forget that he's a newborn. He doesn't act like a newborn. He acts like bigger. And then I have to remind them that he's only 13 days. He's like almost three weeks. But he just is like very... I don't know. But he's not quiet. And he's not... He's just not a crier. But he's the whiner. No, he just like makes like grunts and like like talking. I'm like, what you talking about, homeboy? But of course, I just don't want him. I'm just nervous all the time. Well, yeah, I was nervous at first. And then after a while, I'm like, girl, go to sleep now. And then also he nurses, so it's like I have to be up with him because like Zach will try to like calm him down, but it doesn't matter. I'm the one who has to feed him. Yeah. So even if I get to sleep like an extra five minutes, like if Zach will have him for five minutes, eventually I have to get up and I have to. And like what I'm noticing now is that sometimes he'll nurse for literally like. 10 minutes and be done and I think and then sometimes he'll nurse for like an hour an hour straight yeah yeah but I think because he doesn't just eat like a consistent amount every two hours we we feed him on demand so when he eats those like quick little like 10 minutes he is almost like he's just using me to get like a little snack snack to hold him (laughs) over yeah and then he's like so hungry and ravenous since he didn't like eat a like a long amount that then he just wants to eat a bunch Mm -hmm. and then he'll like eat a snack and then he'll eat long I'm like and at 3 a.m is when he loves to eat for like an hour He'll be like, and I laid him down and I look over and I just see <laughs> the eyes, the eyes staring. I'm like, go to sleep. I just laid you down. <laughs> Yo, those beady little eyes. Those beady eyes. Are really. <laughs> 
And like the bassinet is mesh. Uh-huh. So it's like weird to see those little at eyes. Just at me yeah. You put the um the the lamp on the floor. Cause mm-hmm. I want to keep a light on, but I don't want to turn the light on. So do we. But I put yeah. it right under her bed ba- under her bassinet. So it's like yeah. illuminating her damn eyeballs. In the living room, we have like I told you we moved into the living room. No. Well, like when we first came, because my bed is so high, when we first came home, I was in too much pain to get in and out of the bed. So we blew up the air mattress in the living room. And so the light in there is like a dimmer. So we keep it on dims because I, I cannot be in pitch black. I have to see his face and yeah. breathing. Like I'd be too freaked out to just put it. Yeah. Turn out the I lights. don't turn the lights off either. We bought this. Um, <laughs> we bought like a, we bought a dimmer too, but it's, it, it's like a actual light bulb. Oh, like a light Yeah, switch? we control it from our phones. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I should get that. The one we have is just like a lamp that had a dimmer on oh, it. Yeah. We're so lazy. I use that one <laughs> for nighttime. But that's a good idea. That should just be coming right out. No morning. I probably could have kept um, nursing when um remember when y'all came over and my boobs were leaking? I Okay. I'm over it. I think your hospital did you wrong. Of course they did. With your with your nursing. Because they didn't teach me anything. And not only that, the way that they were making you feel like you should have been producing milk right away, you don't. Like the first time, like how they even had you pumping, you should not have been. Because mm-hmm. that's what was making you feel like you weren't producing milk. Yeah. And they didn't give you a chance to let your milk come down. So, like, when I was first feeding Law, they didn't even check to see if something was coming out. They just made sure he could latch. If he latched, that was that was all they were checking for, even when the lactation specialist came in. So, it was, like, until that lady milked me that day. Mm-hmm. Like, if she never did that, I never would have seen what he was actually sucking. Yeah. I only saw it because she had to, like, put it, <laughs> put it on a thing. Milk me. Yeah, but other than that, they weren't, that's not what they were checking for. Sis. Like, that's why I'm like, I don't understand Bitch. anything about... I don't either. But. And I wish I would have known in advance, because then I could have told you, like, girl, don't listen to them, but obviously I was... Yeah, I'm over that shit now. Homegirl is bottle-fed 100%. Yeah, I'm gonna try to try to make it six months that's my goal i'm sure you can do it that's it's once not you start like, pumping though but when i pump it's only for like when i'm not with him yeah yeah but i oh you still don't uh, you do. still want to breastfeed while you're home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah because i want to have the milk for like when we go to weddings and stuff like that so i could leave it with my mom but can't you freeze it um yeah I'm going to just freeze milk that I'll have, like, when I'm not with him. But I don't want to, like, waste frozen milk when I'm here. Yeah. Like, he can just nurse me when I'm yeah. here. And then when I'm not with him, that's when I'll use, like, stored milk. Mm-hmm. But when I'm saying I hope I can make it six months, it's just because he eats so much. But my mom is, like, it'll slow down. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, it's so consistent. So I just be feeling like a cow. But she's, like, as they get bigger. But once you pump, doesn't it, it produce more milk or no? It depends on how you pump. So, like, I don't want to pump nonstop. Like, I don't want my breast to just be, like, feeling like I have twins, which is why I didn't pump the first mm-hmm. month, which was, like, what the lactation specialist recommended. She's like, unless you have somewhere to be immediately, like, 
then your your body thinks that you have like twins or triplets because you're just like soon as he's not eating you're pumping soon you yeah. know what I mean so it's like I'm gonna try to um I've been like researching different ways of like how to do the timing maybe we could do another talk about that because I don't know enough about it yet but I've been like and my mom has been trying to tell me like how to pump in between but not like overdo it yeah because that's the main thing I want to avoid it's just like being literally just like he's eating then I'm pumping because then it's like you're consistently just attached to something and then you're a cow all over again <laughs> and I don't feel like being a cow um, yeah but I also have a problem with like unsolicited questions like I'm a person who doesn't enjoy being asked a lot of questions well that was before momhood too that's what I'm saying. I'm a person in general, <laughs> not I'm a mom. I'm just a person who like stop asking me fucking questions. It's like it's weird. Like if it's something that's general, I don't mind. Like what store did you buy your turkey for Thanksgiving from? Like okay. Sure, I can tell you. You know, Kroger or whatever. But when it's like, how did you come up with the idea to start spiked and where did you get your resources from? <laughs> Those kind of questions. No, even that that's 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 like a fine business question. It's like people ask very personal questions like I need an example. I'm trying to think of one. Like okay, asking me when am I going to post my son or why I don't post my son? That that's none of your business. You and my business <laughs> do not do that because those are things where it's like, why is this a factor for how you're living your life? Yeah. Like this has nothing to do with you, but I feel like people feel very comfortable. Always, you know, even if it's like when that lady's like, why are you not breastfeeding? Yeah. It's like, mm, you are my business. And I don't feel like I should have to answer that. Or like, why are you putting, why are you only putting a vino on him? You know, like just random things that are like, why the fuck does it matter to you? I don't see how this (laughs) can help you or hurt you. Like, I don't see now. (laughs) (laughs) This is a very hard topic to talk about because it's like a fine line. It's a between line. hurting That's, people's feelings yeah. and just letting them know what it is. Like mm-hmm. the bottom mm-hmm. line is just don't be in my business. And <laughs> <laughs> what? And then because there's also a fine line between like this is an acceptable question because I'm interested in learning more about you, and this is a question that is just for me to be nosy as fuck, like. When are you going to have a second kid? It's like, damn, my first kid is only three weeks. Like, why are we already there? You know, like those kinds of questions or even like how so many women, including me, pre having law, it was like, well, when are you guys going to have kids? Before I was even married, not that that even matters, but it's like, can y'all give me a chance to just be happy and go on a vacation with my boyfriend? Yes, my boyfriend. Like, can we just be, you know, like... Girl, don't even get me started on when you're going to have kids because that, I mean, we already talked about that in that first and second episode, but that shit is very annoying. But it goes back to just like unsolicited questions. Like when you ask someone, okay, this is how I always think. 
when I ask you a question, well, one, I don't like to ask people a lot of questions. You know that about me too. It's like, I feel like people tell me what they want me to know. Um, and depending on the relationship, I think that is where the lines get blurred. You know, like obviously if you're Michelle, I feel much more comfortable going deeper than if I've never met you before and you're just the person I'm sending a message on Instagram. I'm not going to ask you for your firstborn child's social security number. Like, (laughs) there has to be a limit to where we go with this. Yeah, but I feel like people think that Instagram is, you know, once you post one thing on Instagram, you have to go deeper and post your whole life story but that's up to your discretion if you want to do it it's like don't fucking ask me when i'm gonna do it or how i'm gonna do it yeah just i think you may have just diagnosed my problem i think that's why i'm always like leery of posting on instagram in in general because if you give an inch they take it it, yeah it's hard to say oh i want to share that so it all it almost makes you want it almost makes me at least not want to even share but it's like part of my business and my branding is like i have to share certain things but it's but if i share it then i'm opening it up for people to make comments and say things which is why to answer the question i haven't shared my son because I don't even want to hear good feedback about him i don't want to hear anything about him like i don't need a good or bad you know what I'm yeah. trying to say? It's, it's just like he has the rest of his life to live in a world of judgment. And so as long as I can protect him from having to, even though we won't hear it, because no one's going to say it to me directly. Mm-hmm. It's still just like. Once you put it I out there, it's, it's yeah. Him. And once yeah. you put it out there, it's like open game for anybody to say whatever they want. Yeah. And I know they don't want that smoke. <laughs> to be that mom it's like it's just weird I mean I didn't even post pictures for my wedding I didn't even post my engagement yeah you didn't it's like every time things that bring me the most joy happen in my life I want to hoard them and keep them to myself because I just don't feel like the world has good intentions yeah yeah people always have something to say yeah, and I'm like, well, the only way I can protect that is just not share it with you niggas. Like, yeah, there's the solution, you know, because it's like, I can't think of any other solutions. It's like, you, I mean, you know, when I got engaged and you were like, when are you posting? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't even want to tell people that I'm engaged. And it's like, it's not that I don't want people to know I'm engaged because it was one of the happiest, most beautiful engagements, but it was just like, I get I it. Share it. I get it. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. So wait, what um, unsolicited advice have you been getting? Getting? I think I got more unsolicited advice during the pregnancy than during than like now. Um, and most of it was like along the lines of <sighs> the birthing story. Yeah. And even when I would say like, oh, I'm going to, I mean, I touched on this, but like, this is what I want. And then other people like, just wait, don't even, don't even make a plan. Just go in there and open your legs. Like, you know, like it was kind of just like everyone always, what happens is people just project their experiences. So naturally they're not, they're not 
they are not always coming from a bad place. Mm-hmm. There are people who are coming from a bad place because they're witches. <laughs> <laughs> there are, like I, there are. But then there are people who just like, you know, if a woman was divorced and you're talking about marriage, it's hard. It, or if a woman is in an unhappy marriage and you're talking about getting married, it's hard for her to be like, marriage is so beautiful. You're going to have an amazing time right. because that's not her experience. Or if you're going to go to a job and like someone had the worst experience there, they're not going to be like, Oh yeah, you're going to love marketing. It's going to be like marketing is trash. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think that people like family members feel a lot more comfortable giving you that advice. But again, it's a thin line. Like, there has to be a point where how can I say this? Just say it. The, the, <laughs> the advice and you know the what we should be doing, it's all appreciated because like you said, some of it is coming from a good place. But at the same time, it's like, let me learn and experience these things on my own. Especially with my first kid. It's like Yeah. I think, okay, so I would say, like, in that, from that point of view, for us, I think it's less about, I mean, it is unsolicited advice for sure, but it's also coupled with, like, not allowing us to experience and explore parenting our Mm -hmm. way and, like, make mistakes. I feel like that is definitely much more like of the issue as a new parent with the family mm-hmm. where it's like the older moms, first of all, moms are the most judgmental people, like not family moms only, like just moms period, which is why we created true rules and said for the not so perfect mom, because once people become mothers, for some reason, they just think that their way and their thoughts and their ideas are just like so golden for everyone else's kids. And it's like, hmm. not really. Like, let me create my family's situation. Right. And, you know, I've always felt strongly about mm-hmm. that because I never wanted to be the quote unquote perfect mom. Like, what does perfect mom even mean? Bitch, I don't know, because that ain't me. <laughs> that is definitely like, not me but I okay how how do how, how is that perceived a perfect you know? mom <sighs> I honestly I don't I don't even know like when we say not so perfect mom it's because we are not trying to fit into the I think for us, when we say not so perfect mom, it comes from a place of social media aspect because now we're able to see like how people are living, how people are raising their children, what they're doing with their kids. So from, from my perspective, it's like, I'm not doing what the fuck y'all are doing. And I don't want to do exactly what you guys are Which doing. Which is what? Like when you see that lifestyle, what does that look like to you? Like how do you perceive the perfect mom via social media what are they doing this is a bet this is this is a hard topic because i don't want to i don't want to make it seem like what everybody else is doing is you know wrong wrong but from my perspective i always have to 
put that fucking disclaimer because it's our podcast. So this is our perspective. So like that, let's just we're talking from our perspective. This is Brianna's perspective and Michelle's perspective. So it doesn't have to be your perspective. So now that that's out, (laughs) I mean, like from, from my perspective, I just think that, you know, people on Instagram or whatever platform you're on, they have to do things a cookie cutter way. Like it has to be literally perfect all the time. Like your kids are, your kids are learning at a a certain rate or you're you're taking them to certain schools or you're dressing them a certain way or feeding them certain things or you're just solely breastfeeding and you know breastfeeding is is looked upon as what you should be doing what every mom should be doing like to me that that's not realistic for everybody you know yeah that that's exactly how i see it where it's just like there's this new like or, as much as there are women who I was about to say or even like how you have to be on top of your kids like one hundred percent of your day like that's not real like that's not realistic for everybody like you need you time you need you need your sanity you need to be good for yourself before you can even take care of your kids that's yeah. And I think the problem is that it comes across as this is the only way to do it versus this is the way I'm doing it. And I think that's where the issues lie because, and I think that's also where, you know, how you are hesitant to say like, you know, cause you don't want to offend them. It's not, you're not trying to offend what people are doing. It's more so the fact that when people do it, they approach it through the lens of like, this is the only way it can be done. And everyone else who's not doing it this way is wrong. That's where like the not so perfect mom fits in because everybody can breastfeed. Like I remember on my bachelorette trip and you know this story cause it, it bothers me. And it's still like, now that I'm a mom, I realize how much, what I was saying made sense, even though in the moment I was made to feel that I was wrong and that I was going to be like a a bad mom because I said, well, two things. One, I'm not like a cook, you know, Mm -hmm. like I don't get joy from making meals. That that doesn't make me happy. Like I cook. (laughs) You cook because I cook because we need to eat. And it's a pandemic. (laughs) But I would prefer to work harder enough to afford a chef or like a personal chef to come come in and make us meals for the week. Like that would bring me more joy personally. (laughs) Closing a contract that would allow me to pay somebody else to come cook would actually make me happier than any meal that I've ever made. (laughs) I have never made a meal. I've never made a meal and felt like I'm so fulfilled now, like ever, not one thing I've ever cooked. And so that has always been a part of me. Like I've never envisioned myself as the wife or the mom. That's like, Oh my God, when my husband sees this or my children see this, they're going to just know I love them. Like we have to find other ways to feel my love. Cause that ain't it for mm-hmm. me. And I, and that like, I used to feel 
you know, bad about because people always say like the way to a man's heart is his stomach or, you know, yeah, we could buy that shit at the restaurant. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. I am. I have found because I got engaged and married that it's okay if you don't cook yeah. and you don't have to, you find the mate that's okay with right. that. And if he feels like he needs a woman that cooks and like, you know, I'm sorry, but this is who I was when you met me and like, there are things that evolve and there are things that don't. Bingo. <laughs> but on my bachelorette trip, I made the comment that I was not pressed to breastfeed mm-hmm. because I feel that it's something that um, can work or cannot work. Mm-hmm. You know, like the child may not latch or um, you may not produce enough milk supply. Mm-hmm. And... Or you, your kid could be allergic to your milk or they could suffer from digestive issues. You know, like there's just a plethora of things that can occur. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't want to put those pressures on myself because I see so many moms who, when they like create this must do, must have list, when it doesn't go that way, they suffer emotionally, um, And so I always knew when becoming a mom, like, I don't want to put those pressures on myself because I want to be emotionally full for my Mm -hmm. kid. So if I'm able to do these things, then obviously, yes, I will try my best. But if they have to drink Similac, pet milk, like whatever it is that they need (laughs) that's going to allow them to to be uh, fed. That's more important. Mm-hmm. To me. You know what I mean? Like that. I've always had that kind of point of view. Same. And so the women that were on my trip were like, literally, it was like almost a little hard. I mean, you were there, so you could speak to it. Like, what am I bugging? Or did they kind of like feel? Well, it kind of goes back to what you said before. Like, you know, I think we've been brainwashed to, um, to assume that, you know, doing things certain ways are the only way that you can do it. And that I think that's where, you know, people's opinions came from. Certainly. Okay, what were their opinions? Like that I don't want to just make it seem like I'm making this up. <laughs> wait, wait, am I making this up? Or, or no, did, you're not making it, it up, but also I wanna put the disclaimer that I was also half drunk, so um As as we all were. Right. Um, but I don't remember hundred percent what was said, but the gist of the conversation was that you must breastfeed your child or you. <laughs> so you remember I it. Do, I do remember. <laughs> I don't remember the exact words, but that was the gist of the conversation. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it, we're living, we're living it this life right now. And you, we can see from both perspectives because right now I'm not breastfeeding. I didn't, I didn't breastfeed from the beginning. And my kid is healthy. She's fine. She's gaining weight. She's gaining way too much weight, if in my opinion. But um, yeah, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. And that's the point of, I think, what you were trying to say. Yeah. And I think you don't have to be attacked. Like even how you were saying when you went to the doctor and you felt kind of like attacked. Yeah. So gone it's like unsolicited advice. I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast, but I went for my follow-up um, appointment at the doctor. And this is back at the hospital that, I, that I gave birth. Um, and the nurse, like, 
you know, she's asking, you, you get all these um, initial questions like, are you breastfeeding? Um, no, I'm not. And her first, res- her first response and reaction was, why are you not breastfeeding that baby? Like, bitch, what the, what, why the fuck does it matter to you? My kid is healthy. My kid is getting fed. So why does that fucking matter? Her- but in the moment, oh, what did it make you feel? The moment I felt rage. Like, I just wanted to jump off that table. Just like I wanted to jump off that fucking labor and delivery table. Because you didn't not breastfeed Sydney because... Because the milk supply wasn't there. So, yes, there are other there there are things that I could have done to maybe, you know, so, you know, make my breast milk right. um, increase. But at the end of the day, like my kid is getting fed and that's that's the route right. I chose because that's my kid. And that's the route that exactly that's exactly what I mean, where it's like sometimes people are asking questions and they don't mean well, with that nurse, I'm not sure what she intended yeah. because that sounds like she was being nasty. But like sometimes when you're asking people questions, you don't know what you're un- unpacking or or what you're doing to right. them. And I think that's the reason I don't like to ask people a lot of questions. It's just because I realize that there's a lot of weight that can be associated with words. And to you, you might just be saying, why don't like someone may just say, oh, why don't you breastfeed? And Honestly, you can feel that energy when someone's just like, oh, why didn't you breastfeed? Mm-hmm. Because they might relate to you and they, and you know, there may be something yes. there. Versus, but like yeah. I said, you can feel the energy like there. You, I, yeah. I can feel somebody's energy when they're speaking to me. So that's where a lot of my frustration comes from. Cause it's like, yeah. you're judging me at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I wasn't breastfed and I'm fucking fine. Me neither. I told you. I was on that line. <laughs> and if this kid don't stop making me feel like a cow, he about to get some of that line. Yeah, like because I be tired and I'm and I feel like a cow. And I I don't want people listening to think that like you can't ask questions cuz like we said, like there are certain situations and certain things to talk about that you can ask. No, you should absolutely ask questions. It's the intention. Yeah. I think that's that's what we need to clarify. It's like, if you're asking a question, because like when we have these podcasts and we're talking about mom stuff, we created this to ask questions and to give it like information that we're learning along the way, because it's relevant. And we didn't have people to like ask certain things and certain things you want to figure out on your own. And that's okay Mm -hmm. too. But then on the flip side of that coin, which we hope it's not true rule listeners, who are asking these questions, but we know that y'all can relate to like what we're saying, because there are people who just ask things and you're like, why are you asking me this? Like, it's almost as if it's a trigger that like, they're trying to provoke you or like, they're trying to make you feel a way. It's just like when people say like, now I'm so annoyed trying to think of the advice that people give because they give it. So just like at this point, I, I don't tune shit out. So I can't even fucking think about what people have been asking me or telling me what I should be doing because I just literally tune it out. And you know, I, you know, I've gotten a lot of great advice from when we ask these questions on Instagram about how other people deal with, um, unsolicited advice, you know, you just smile, you take it, you say, thank you. 
for providing your advice. And in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm not doing any fucking thing that you just said. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I might look it up, but if it ain't for me, I ain't doing it. I think that too. It's like, there are things that when we ask, we genuinely want to know. And when you ask, you genuinely want to know. So we try to like figure it out and then you take what you need and leave the rest. That's always what I try to like remind myself, take what I need. People are always going to give you, especially when people feel that they know something, like they're an expert in an area, then obviously they want to give you everything they know. Okay, I'm going to take what I need. And I'm leaving guys. I think also the disconnect happens with generations, like older moms versus newer moms mm-hmm. versus younger moms. Like, because everything was indifferently. Like, even now, babies lay on their back. Yeah. When we were young, I th- we probably laid on our mm-hmm. stomach. In between there, they were laying on their side. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> or like, you know, maybe you put this kind of cream Mm -hmm. it's like i want to ask my doctor that That is my number one go-to answer (laughs) you know what thank you but um i'm gonna you know follow with her pediatrician because i trust his opinion because he's somebody that i trust to you know take care of my kid i'm trying to think of what else like as a new mom i mean i have a good one or when you put shit on your registry that you want for your kid and then people be like oh, I'm not getting you that oh, shit you don't need that God. bitch I didn't fucking ask <laughs> this no. is what I want <laughs> people literally love to do that like I I'm not if you don't want to get that gift just don't get that right gift. don't tell me this is not what you need don't send me a text saying you don't need this because I didn't ask you <laughs> and that's that on that like <laughs> here we are again back to like I did not ask you and you felt the need to go out of your way to waste your fingers texting me when I didn't ask there's a difference if you if you would have said to like you know people who you gave the registry to like hey you know I'm a new mom I don't know if I need this or not then you have the you have the opportunity to be like you know what this is what I did with my kid you can try it if you want to don't just jump out the window and be like, yo, fuck, fuck all that shit on your registry. This is not what you need. This is what you need. I think that's the number one thing. It's like, have some consideration. We've discussed this like separately, but I feel like people don't realize that when you are having a child, it is an experience for you as well. Everyone is coming to it with their own, like their own um, like perspective of the pregnancy. So it's like, I'm coming to it as an aunt. I'm coming to it as your friend. I'm coming to it as a grand. It's like, I am going through a whole lot of things mm-hmm. becoming a mom mm-hmm. that I don't feel that I have to share with you just because you're any of those titles that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I also don't feel the need to take everything you're saying or, you know, like it's almost as if they just feel like you're becoming a mom. I'm already a mom. I got to tell you everything you got to know and you got to do it this way because I already did it. And it's just like, calm down, take 10 steps backwards (laughs) away from me. (laughs) I think that I think, I I think you hit the nail on the head. It's like, people don't realize and maybe they do realize and just don't care, but like people really don't realize the, the, the changes that happen in your brain alone. 
not even talking about your body. It's just like the thoughts that you that are going through your head as you are, you know, up until your delivery is like, what the fuck is yeah, about to happen? You have a whole bunch of new thoughts. Right. And then once, yes. And then, and and then even after that, your yeah. thoughts change every single day. Yeah. Because you have this new little person that you're learning, that you're trying to be there for. And it's hard to feel the need to also be so expressive with other people while you're trying to figure these things out on your in your own mind. Like you're trying to process your own ideas, your own thoughts, your own opinions about, you know, how you want to raise this kid and what you want to give this kid and all of that. So then when you add that on to people who are almost pressuring you into thinking the way they think or who are like so aggressively trying to convey their point, it's like overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I think that's where the frustration that you're hearing is from. It's like, I already have so much that I'm trying to process in my brain without you adding. I need you to give me grace because it's hard for me to give myself mm-hmm. grace. You are attacking. You're making me feel attacked. I already can attack myself. So it's just like a yeah. lot. And again, it's like some people don't mean to come off that way. But I think people need to be more conscious and more um, aware yeah. of how things how can they be perceived. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why it's important to have this like conversation because I can't keep letting it slide with I didn't think about it's it. It's like people don't it. people don't realize that shit until it happens to them. Right. Because I could I and could be as cool as a co- cucumber and then when you know somebody else is going through it and I ask them a question, they just fucking blow up. Like, no, let's take a step back. It has definitely made me think twice before I of course. say something. Hell yeah. Even when it's not about pregnancy or yeah, it's just in general. I I don't like to tell people stuff or ask them questions in general. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I don't. I I like to end with, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, how can you so confidently tell people things and that can impact their lives? Mm -hmm. And you really don't know. Yeah, because, you know, people be going through some shit. Like, if it's a job or something and it's like, oh, tell me about this manager. Okay, that's different. But when it's like, should I quit my job? You quit your job in February. Like, hold up now. (laughs) (laughs) We have entered a new realm that I don't feel comfortable advising on. And it's like that with kids because it's like, how can you so confidently tell me something about my child that you've never met? Mm Mm-hmm. Just because your kid did it don't mean that's what my kid is doing. (laughs) (sighs) As you can see, listeners, it's just a lot of frustration. Everything goes back to just like, even when you don't mean it in a negative way, just like when people say like, when are you having children? They may not mean it in a negative Mm -hmm. way, but they don't know and understand all of the workings of what you may be going through mm-hmm. or like when are you having your next child? It's like, okay, maybe me and my husband or me and my boyfriend discussed that we only have one. Right. And you don't know right. that. Or when you're in the hospital and they're asking, like for me, I, they were asking, like I was signing all these documents. And then at the end, 
the one of the nurses just happened to be like, because I was nursing the baby, and she's like, or um, he could sign it, but you guys have to be legally married. So it was just like that assumption that like, girl, we're young and like. So even I noticed that during my pregnancy and like even now when I take law to the doctor by myself because I still can't fit my ring. Same. I have not been able to wear my ring since like five months. Like, and they still don't fit. And I feel like every time I went to the doctor's office, like the front desk girls or like even just like random people would look at me because one, I look young. Right. I'm wearing, you know, just regular like leggings and sweatshirt. I'm not wearing a fucking suit or whatever the fuck they think that I'm supposed to be wearing. And they're just, I feel like I'm being judged because I'm pregnant and I look young and I don't have a ring on. Like, why does, why does that matter to you? Why does that matter? This is another thing that goes back to your business. (laughs) (laughs) Cause it's like, whether I was married or not, I, I still appreciate and expect the same level of respect but I do notice very clearly there is a difference because to your point, yeah, people treat you how they perceive you. So I think that's why just something that to be mindful of as women speaking to each other, like while it may not be a big deal to you, what you're saying could be the breaking point for someone else. I think And that is something that, like, we just have to come to grips with as society, culture, whatever, especially when it comes to reproduction, fertility, children, because this is such a gentle, sensitive area of, like, our lives. And I think that's also why I don't want to share my baby, because I just don't even, like, you just want to protect it as much as you can. It's like a new level of mama bear or something comes over you you know where it's like it's not only pictures or something it's just like in general like even how you are with sydney even if it's family members it's like i want to make this decision for my child Mm -hmm. i want to think about this independently for myself without judgment and so we without judgment and so that's a place that we have to figure out like what that looks like because Women just walking around feeling like, and men, first of all, so I'm not even going to say women, men, but I know that mostly women listen to us, but like people just walking around with this entitled, like audacity, that shit has to change because you're going to meet the right one on the wrong day (laughs) and And it's going to be bad for no, when it could be avoided because every person has gone through something like as a woman, as a human, you can relate to feeling something, you know, and not necessarily wanting it to be shared. And I I think also as a new mom, it's like, you don't want to fail. So you already putting judgment on me with my thoughts of, you know, I could fail at this does not help. Yo, that's a real feeling. And I think that's also something that like not so perfect speaking as a not so perfect mom, like sometimes I just am overwhelmed with the thoughts of like, I want to make sure I'm doing this right. I want to make sure I'm I'm 
setting myself up for success. I want to make sure I'm setting law up for success, my husband. Because even sometimes, like, with Zach, he may not realize that he's saying something, but I will feel judged. It's just, like, hold him like this or, like, do something like hold this. Hold his head. <laughs> like, you don't see my fucking arm here holding her, Like, I'm holding her it's head. It's like, yeah, like, I'm never yeah, going to do that something that... Or not. Nah. <laughs> trigger trigger see like you don't know what someone's triggers are basically we're just saying it's a lot of heavy shit when you have a new child and maybe the second child is easier but with the first one it's a lot of your own a lot of it is personal a lot of it doesn't even really have anything to do with this outside source but we need outside sources to be considerate of what you could be going through because it's a lot like Literally every second, I'm just like, is he breathing? Am I doing, you know, like, is he eating too much? Is he not enough? Am I, like, his skin is breaking out. I don't know what's causing it. I can't put aquaphor. I can't, like, you just are trying to figure everything out. So I don't need anybody adding any extra, like, why are you doing that? Do this. Like, no. You can figure out how to offer solutions in a productive way, in a kind Yeah. And also coming from somebody who does not like to ask for help. Like, I just want to figure shit out myself. Because I I don't like that feeling of failure. Or people, you know, like, going, ah, it's just a lot. <laughs> it's just too goddamn much. Honestly. It's real, though, because... I feel like no one ever wants to say out loud these things, you know, like everyone wants to look like they jump into it and don't get me wrong. I feel like I jumped into it and there are a lot of people who can just jump into it, but that doesn't mean that you don't have fears, anxiety, stresses, you know, still occurring. Like there's a difference between I make it look easy and it is Mm -hmm. easy. It's not easy. Not easy at all. It's not. And I think that's what we have to start to uncover. Where like these beautiful pictures and these beautiful images and these beautiful children. Yes, that's real. But behind the scenes, there's so much going on and so many emotions and so many feelings. I told y'all that like, well, this week I haven't cried as much, but (laughs) (laughs) that first week, that first like two weeks, honestly, I cried every day over like some very small things. But my son is crying. We're gonna have to. He's hungry. <laughs> He's hungry. Don't be a bad mom. You but better get him. I know. Hold on, let me get him. That was a joke, y'all. Feature, feature <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> he gotta relax. But see what I mean? Talking about the behind the scenes. <laughs> right on cue. Uh, yeah, we just need people to be more considerate and thoughtful of what other people might be going through. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this, this ain't, it is the most beautiful experience ever, but it is the hardest thing that I've ever mm-hmm. done because it's a whole life. Yes. It's <laughs> honestly like my, Shout out. I don't know if I said this on the last podcast, but seriously, shout out to all the single moms out there because this shit is not easy. If I didn't have Mark, like 
I would be depressed right now. Yeah. We say that all the time. I mean, I was raised by a single mom, so I know like it's possible to be done, but it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy married. So I know it's just a lot. Like it's so much to consider. (laughs) It's so many factors, so many things that go into this that like it's a real human that needs you mm-hmm. that has to be taken care of and beyond the human you still have to feed yourself and take care of yourself yeah. and still deal with the judgment that you place on yourself mm-hmm. and then the judgment plus, that other people place on you yeah. yes plus the external factors it's a lot yeah so i guess for this episode this was kind of it just ended <laughs> this up was like a venting session <laughs> We just needed to get some stuff off of our chest because and this was just we do hold a lot in still. The surface. Yeah. <laughs> because there's some, again, oh, this is the other thing I was about to say. When you have a baby, it's not just you. It is like your whole family. Mm-hmm. You're the father of the kid. Their whole yeah. family. Managing all these people, the way they think they should, you know, the way they interact with your mm-hmm. child, how you interact with them. Uh, you know, it's just how their thoughts on how you should be interacting with your child. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the other part that I was trying to get to, but I can't. Yeah. Yes. So it's just like, whew. a lot. It's like, you're grateful. You're grateful. Of course. It never, you never take that away, but it doesn't mean that it's not a factor that like, you have to deal with and go and think about on a daily basis. It's like, just cause somebody says something in the moment doesn't mean you go back and not think about it. Like some things linger in people's brains and it's just like, God damn it. And when we're saying people, we mean, us. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> things can linger in our brains and we talk about them with each other. And it's not always fair that, I mean, the other part of it is that you, we can vent to each other, but we can't always vent to the person that bothered us. You know, like the reality is you have to be respectful of your grandma or someone else's grandma, someone else's mother, someone else's sister, someone else's Your like, own mother, your own. Your own mother. Yeah. Like you can't just go off because you feel away. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's also where it gets difficult because you're trying to manage so much within yourself on top of whatever else you have going on besides your baby, like a job, a career, my business being closed since COVID. Like it just, it's not one thing. Um, Yeah. yeah. I think that was a good ending. (laughs) So the end of this episode. (laughs) That that was the ending of the episode. Mind your goddamn business. This is a family, but we hope y'all can relate and we hope y'all there are a lot of people that can relate to this because I know y'all can like we're not here to just say the things that everybody wants to say because then we wouldn't need it to have made this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is for the people who want to hear the things that no one else is saying so we can so you can know you are not alone. We feel you, sis. And we hope you feel us. And we hope y'all don't judge us for this uh, this episode. But this is real talk after being moms for about three weeks. Mm-hmm. And five weeks for you? Six. Or six, six. weeks? Six. Three weeks and six weeks. Mm-hmm.
Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to feed my son. Bye, Bye guys. y'all.